What's up? Don't quote me, pod fam. Today is a big day. I'm gonna be honest with ya. I'm gonna be honest with ya. I'm bringing y'all the first sort of hot take on the pod. And woo, I have a lot of stuff to unpack here. I took so many notes on this, so... I'm going to need you to get your snack, make your breakfast, grab your liquid IV if you're going to work out. Do what you need to do and then buckle up because this is going to be great. But of course, before we get into my off and on love, hate, and in brief toxic, buzzword toxic relationship with TikTok, let's take a look at what's on the docket this week. Now, these can be short and sweet things we learned this week, like any epiphanies or new things we're just really digging. And for me, it's just gonna be going solo this week. I don't have a guest, but I got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. So first up on the docket this week, we have a major update in my life, at least, that I feel compelled to share. And I deleted my Twitter last week. Can we believe it? (gasps) Gasp. Gasp in unison. Uh, Yeah, deleted my Twitter the other day. I just, ugh. It was just really weighing on me for like a while and I just I it needed to happen and honestly I, I don't miss it the only thing I do miss is the news aspect I do feel a little out of the loop I do feel a little out of the loop I will say but what was the final straw for me is that Twitter literally sent me a notification that was like oh woohoo celebrating my eight-year anniversary and then I did the math and I was like I'm 22 this means that I was about 14 when I made this Twitter and I am two whole different people since then like since that phase of my life when I was 14 years old I've gone all the way through high school graduated and gone all the way through college graduated and I'm about to graduate again and even this year alone of grad school has changed me and so that was really just the thought of having all of those tweets be just associated with me and not that I was like worried about being problematic in any way I was not worried about that at all it was just the thought of just having like dumb like emotional (laughs) high school like drama and subtweets like in my like findable so it's really strange and they might still be like if you really want I maybe you could still find them but I don't know I just needed it needed to go and I feel better now so deleting my twitter the other day not gonna spend too much time talking your off about it but another out of character thing I did in the last week was finish watching Hannah Montana and also I watched Toy Story all four of them this past weekend which was iconic and I had never done that before watched all four of them fantastic I think that Toy Story 1 is my favorite question mark and I'm not even I'm still not even sure but anyways that was great back to Hannah Montana yeah I realized that I had never finished the season and so I picked up at the third season realized that I stopped sometime in like 2009 or 2010 like watching Disney Channel all together watched the rest of that season and then it took me about two days to like finish the next season which is Hannah Montana Forever which was iconic I'm so glad that I did it I I genuinely really enjoyed it and it made me laugh I ended up sharing the Hannah Montana Forever album to my Instagram story because I realized that I thought a lot of the songs were just pretty perfect for the story and how they were just wrapping everything up like honestly props to the writers of that show and I've got to say I don't know that Disney tops Hannah Montana or that era that they created for the younger millennials and the older Gen Z's. Um, Yeah, there was just like a lot of significant closure and growing up and letting go of things that were included in the album that just fit really well with the story. And 
you know, letting go of things that you may love, but that may not be the best thing for your growth. It was just very symbolic and like really nice um, for like a, a, a certain phase of life. So just iconic in every single way. Major props again. Shout out to Hannah Montana forever. Pick that up if you have Disney+. Plus. So earlier I made the statement that TikTok is the toxic friend. Now I'm going to take you through why I say this. I'm going to break it down and explain how I came to this conclusion. So there are two main reasons I think TikTok is the toxic friend. The first is that it feeds instant gratification in this generation like no other. And what I mean by instant gratification is this trending feeling I feel that's ingrained in my generation, especially Gen Z, but also into the younger millennials and the Gen Zennials, as I like to call them, and as like I personally identify with. If you've heard my trailer, you heard me reference myself as that as well. Um, but it's just feeling to like have everything just figured out. Boom, bam, turkey, ham. By the time you graduate from college or by like your early 20s. So like this phase of life that I'm in right now, I told you guys that I'm 22. Um, you know, the idea that I need to be making six figures and living in my dream city or be married and thinking about kids or just living your dream life, whatever that looks like for you by the time you're like 22 or 23. And that could not make me want to vomit more the more than I think about it. It's so rude and unfair, the lack of time that we allow ourselves to grow into wealth, to let our careers develop into themselves, to allow ourselves to find ourselves and to develop platforms for ourselves and use them for whatever cause we see fit. And this isn't to say that Gen Z is just selfish and only concerned with those things, but I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be high achieving with the snap of a finger and then we get stressed and anxious because we put these constraints on ourselves to do it all in such a small amount of time. And this is something I want to go into more depth with at a different episode of the podcast, but it definitely feeds into the concept of virality, which I think we have to be really careful with because it's although very cool and awesome if you do attain it having virality as the only intention and concept and the only expectation and motivator or reason behind what you do what you do why you do what you do there just has to be more substance than that to get you to where you want to go and again there's positives to going viral and there are very much a lot of good to how the algorithm has made going viral very much attainable especially with tiktok and given more people a platform that may not have otherwise had that opportunity on other platforms, but there's still evils to the sole motivation of, okay, I'm making this TikTok account only because I want to go viral. I think there's potential consequences there that can really kind of stoop us to sort of like a shallow level or like a shell that, I mean, I'll just speak for my generation. <laughs> I'm speaking for my entire generation. That's not okay. But my personal opinion is that we can embody that sometimes with tools like this. Like using TikTok, we can kind of embody and the perception, make it easy for other people to have the perception of like, oh, this these people are only concerned with these things, which I also think is my personal opinion. That's not the full story because I actually do think that Gen Z is like very hardworking and altruistic in many ways, just based from my personal experience and how I know myself to be and how my closer circles and just the people that I've surrounded myself with through life who are in the same phase of life as me. I definitely feel like we've proven to be very hardworking and altruistic in many ways. And the second reason is the level of exposure TikTok perpetuates definitely does a great job of subconsciously reminding us all of everything we think we should be right at this very moment. And then it's disappointing when we aren't, which is similar to how a toxic relationship works, right? 
when we think of, or when I think of people that I've either had in my life or seen peripherally, and more so the latter, who I could label as toxic, they always have a same sort of cycle that goes on. In so many toxic friendships or relationships, it's that one party is giving more than the other or some version of that. There's an imbalance that makes the relationship rocky or toxic. The cycle that I've seen with TikTok that mirrors that of toxic relationships I've also observed begins with, you know, you going to hang out with a friend, making plans, and you're excited for a new time. Similarly with TikTok, you open the app, you're excited to see some new TikToks, you're excited to waste some time, pass some time. I'm not going to say waste. Um, So going back to the other analogy, you spend some time with your friend, you carry out your plans, and you have a good time. You laugh and you talk, and you have some like okay conversations, you watch some talks, maybe you follow some people, you definitely laugh because there's no denying that TikTok is host of today's funniest creators and The best part is that so many of them are so relatable and this interesting mid-level of celebrity status. But back to that idea that, you know, it's attainable and you could be like a version of that. But when you're done hanging out with your friend, something about you guys hanging out doesn't sit right with you. Either it was moments of conversations you had that don't make as much sense as they did in the moment, or you realize that the time you spent really wasn't that quality You don't know much more about them and vice versa. You may feel anxious or insecure in some sector of your life because of your interactions with that friend were negative or awkward surrounding them. And then going back to TikTok, when you get off the app, so you're done watching your TikToks, you realize that some time has passed. Maybe it ate a little into your plan for the day. And although that's okay, of course, give yourself rest and grace. But then you start playing the game of questions with yourself, asking how all of these people have these things that you don't whether it be the time or the confidence or the designer clothes and accessories or traveling even in this economy and society or even thought and ideology-wise, it can easily be like just too much and overwhelming, like kind of like just overstimulation and feed the evil of comparison when that wasn't your intention at all. And I don't think that's TikTok's intention. It's just, it feeds it like subconsciously almost. So... When you get off, you're left largely with those questions or that those anxious feelings left just to like live in your mind, rent free and marinate. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, okay. So it's really stimulating in the moment. But once it's gone, it's like a low. And like you, you feel like you have less in your tank than you started with. And then when you're with your friend in the moment, things slide and go unnoticed as you're talking and hanging out, but then become a bigger deal in review. So that's my little analogy. I hope it got it came across all right. I hope it translated because the quote that inspired this episode I found is from and says this, quote, I am gone quite mad with the knowledge of accepting the overwhelming number of things I can never know, places I can never go, and people I can never be. And that's from Sylvia Plath. So Sylvia Plath, if you don't know, is one of the most renowned and sort of tragically beloved poets and authors of the 20th century. She came to prominence, I feel like, pretty early on in her life until her battles with ongoing depression and sort of a manic component along with that, coupled with some relationship troubles with her famous writer husband, sort of all culminated to a point of her death when she was only 30. So she was super young when this all of this was happening to her, um, kind of c- coming together and falling apart at the same time. And just to preface, I just briefly did some reading on her, but 
what I kind of pulled from what I read is that she had this ability and this sort of definitely a gift to come across really direct and sort of cynical, but in a very raw and truthful way that wasn't so much off-putting, but almost commendable that it was so real, even though the truth may have been ugly. So she talked about like death a lot in her works or family life growing up, or even alluded to her mental, mental health and depression in her works. So like, heavy things and that really struck me as the focus of this quote that we're talking about here and this resonated with me because as someone who creates for hobby and has always and now creates for work often and also personally like fulfillment I find myself really easily overwhelmed with my own ideas already so while in a lot of ways TikTok is and continues to have great potential in acting as a creation hub, it also sort of, I find, or, and I feel, sort of unforgivingly challenges its creators, sometimes detrimentally, to also be better than the last, or always be different, which can get into a whole different can of worms, the differentiation aspect of creation and originality, etc. But just to kind of dig into the quote some more, it's pretty explicitly sums up the main reason as to why I haven't been able to handle TikTok in the past, it is because TikTok is the platform where millions of thoughts and perspectives, occupations, places to live, lifestyle, flexes, opportunities, you name it. It's all of that and more in one platform coming at you so fast, so quickly. Um, and I, for the longest time, have had expectations of myself to sort of be the best at everything that I do. Um, and I've been unlearning that. And reframing those expectations so that I still maintain and have those high expectations of myself. But now they're not tainted or measured in comparison to other people. Whether it be people super close to me in real life or random strangers I see in passing on the For You page as 15 seconds of my 20 plus minute scroll or whatever it may be. I honestly feel like we're getting a little bit profound here. You guys just learned a lot about me there. But um, another one of the things that goes along with my unlearning or like friendly reminder to myself is the expectation that failure is kind of not an option. And when you're met with all of those, to quote, overwhelming number of things you can never know, like all of the hacks and talents that just aren't yours to have, quote, places I can never go, like places that you never even knew existed, or that just aren't possible for you right now in this stage of life and therefore just kind of give you like an uncomfortable emptiness or yearning rather than an inspiration or motivation and then especially quote the people I can never be so like all the celebrities and the glam and the characters that you didn't create kind of almost like missed opportunities and shoes that someone else got to fill like I'm never gonna be David Dobrik because there already is one of him or that woman who makes the lunch for her kids where she's like, hey, let's make some lunch for my kids. <laughs> or even Charlie D'Amelio, like, they're already doing them phenomenally. And it's overwhelming to be met with all of these possibilities that in a way we can easily deviate and distract you from who you are and like your natural gifts and talents and skills to share, whether on TikTok or just in your own life. You don't have to be a creator. You could just they could be deviating you and kind of swaying you from who you are at your core and your talents and your gifts and what you're like kind of meant to do in your life at this point in this stage, you know? So some things I kind of do to try and combat that is really, well, first of all, 
it you it's an intentional thing it's kind of like when you end up on one version of tiktok like people say i'm on witch talk or people are like on acting talk or people are on dance talk you know like the normal for you page or people are on like cooking talk or frog talk like I don't know what there's a talk for everything these days but like there has to be a constant reminder that your gifts and talents are uniquely yours and so you've got to embrace them whether that be on the app or not as a creator or not and this can really be like a long process and truthfully involves a lot of introspection and honesty with yourself and this is why I deleted TikTok last year for like two months and I was like oh like I tried it out for the first you know like half of quarantine and then come the summer I was just like uh-uh mm-mm, mm-mm. that was how I felt uh, I was kind of like I, don't, I can't handle TikTok right now like I can't I need to figure out who I am who am I me looking in the mirror like really questioning myself <laughs> looking through myself into my soul no I'm, I'm kidding um But yeah, another thing that I do to combat that is trying, well, yes, championing others for their successes because I have thought this for a long time and stand by this and it's one of the things that I like try to live by is that there is enough success for everyone and just because one person is successful or has done something in the same field as you doesn't mean that there's not room for you to do or to have feel to have success in that field as well and honestly this this there's a tiktok and i might insert it if i can if i don't i'm going to describe it there's a tiktok of sound of this girl encouraging her friend to start a business but she wasn't going to do it she was kind of like gaslighting herself because she was like oh well, like i already saw someone on instagram doing it so like i'm not gonna do it and the girl was like so, so what she came up with this really really good idea and i was like yo that's dope you should do it and she was like i can't i just looked on instagram and saw that they already had that i said so why can't you do it she was like because like, if 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 the world only had said, room for one of everything I said, didn't rihanna create fenty like there wasn't mac did she not create Savage Fenty like we didn't have Victoria's Secret and other lingerie stores? How many McDonald's and Burger Kings are across from each other like they don't sell the same food? Okay, the market is oversaturated, but it don't have a you, baby. Like if God gave you the gift, your gift gonna pop differently from theirs. Everything you touch prospers, so if they did it first, it don't matter. Yours gonna be different because the market is missing a you. And she was like, oh, I never thought of it like that, yeah. We would have so many less options. Like if that was true, then why every year do we have so many new authors trying to get published? Because they have the gift of words and they want to tell stories. Imagine if Taylor Swift looked at Madonna and was like, eh, there's already an icon who successfully changed her sounds and owned every genre of music she ever tapped into. So I'm not even going to try. We would not have Folklore. We would not have Evermore. We would not have any of her masterpieces of album artwork. I know the Taylor Swift fans are hollering right now. You're welcome. <laughs> Imagine if the people who made some of your favorite things told themselves, and eh, JK, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, girl, <laughs> because so-and-so company or person already made it or said it or made something similar or said something similar. And even me saying this right now, like, I'm not the first person to say this type of thing, but I might be the only one you hear say it. So that's what I have to remind myself all the time is that there's success for everyone. So I can't let that like stop me from doing whatever I'm going to do or taking my own path pretty much because there's success for everyone. Whatever that looks like for me, like I'm going to get to it eventually. And then lastly, this one's like a little bit less, but definitely switching it up here. But it's just not that serious. Like 
it's TikTok. It's supposed to be fun. We can get so in our heads so easily. You know, listen to your intuition. Make when you feel called to make and observe when you need to observe. You can tap out. Remind yourself that you can exit the app anytime. In fact, they have TikToks come up and suggest that you take a break because you've been scrolling for 45 minutes. But you can exit the app anytime. You can delete the app altogether. I already told you guys about how I did last year for like two or three months because at the end of the day, like you're in control and you just have to set the intention for how you're going to consume any kind of social media. But, you know, for, for this episode's sake, we're talking about TikTok. So you have control and you choose how you interact and engage with every single thing on that app. If you want to change from witch talk to astrology talk, astrology talk, which honestly is probably the same thing. If you want to switch from like fashion talk to teacher talk, then you can do it. I mean, you might have to look up some hashtags or look up some different sounds, but like you can do that intentionally. Sometimes it happens by accident, but like if you want to make a change, it has to be an agreement that you make with yourself in your head first. And then you make decisions that then put you to where you need to go. So that's my spiel on why TikTok is a toxic friend. Hey, okay. I hope you enjoyed my song because now we're going to wrap it up a little bit with some of my favorite TikTok accounts. Because as I said, I do love the app. I just think that she's problematic sometimes, but we can still control that. And so that's good. (laughs) So starting off with some of my favorite TikTok accounts, I have like a good spiel here and I'm honestly really proud of it. Um, First off, we have Haley Hoffman Smith. I've been seeing a lot of her stuff on Instagram because I recently followed her on Instagram as well, but she does a lot of like manifestation stuff. So that's definitely like more of a witch talk thing. <laughs> that's why I keep mentioning witch talk. But um, yeah, she's awesome. And she just kind of does those types of TikToks where it's like, I mean, if you're seeing this, this is your sign to believe that, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's just always so encouraging and inspiring. So I really do like what she's doing with her content. And I think she has a really good purpose and she's trying to help a lot of people and she is helping a lot of people. So if you're into that, definitely follow her or check out her TikToks, check out her page. Um, and then next up, we have Flossie Baby. And this is the girl. She does, I mean, everything. I just love her approach and like her personality, I guess, as a whole. As a whole, I enjoy it. But um, she is probably most well known for de- being the girl who goes, like, okay. <laughs> and then she just follows it up with like some witty like cutting phrase that's what you're supposed to do do you want a cookie and it just always fits so well and is amazing so i think she's really creative and again i just love her personality so that's flossy baby next up we have nick garko and this is just because i'm a jersey shore hoe through and through and so anything that has anything to do with jersey shore there's also this girl who does a sam impression not an impression but she just uses sounds from sam but nick garko just his editing is always on point and i'm so impressed with people who do really good editing on tiktok because i think that's sometimes it can be even harder than doing like full video editing because you just it's like a different process i feel like you're doing it like on your phone maybe it's just a different setup but nick does like full-on like iconic jersey shore scenes he did like Snooki and Wow writing the letter to Sam. He did, like, fights between, like, Vinny and Angelina. Fights between Angelina and Mike and Pauly D. Pauly D shouting is just so funny. He did Ronnie between Pauly D. I'm just getting gassed thinking about all of these. And so they never fail to make me laugh because 
he just does such a good job with the embodiment of the characters. Oh my gosh, he did Sam's, Sam and Ron's like huge falling out where she's like, I hate you. And he like picks up the bed and stuff. Crazy. So Nick Garko, and that's a Jersey Shore guy. <laughs> um, Next we have Sesame Seed Bagel, I think. Oh my gosh, wait, I need to confirm. <gasps> I need to confirm. I don't know what her name is. Wait, okay. Sesame, I have to look this up now. Seed Bagel TikTok. Yeah, this is her. Oh my gosh, I'm so good. I'm really proud of myself. Should I keep this in? I should keep this in. Anyways, it is. It's Sesame Seed Bagel. I just had to do some hardcore research to make sure that I was correct. But she, her TikToks are so interesting because they're just so creative. And so pretty much the best way I can explain it is like, it's kind of like the concepts of life. And it's like she's God as he's creating and explaining to, I don't know, like this camp, like this club of like higher people, but she's supposed to be God or the creator of pretty much everything the camp or the club is like asking about like oh so like they drive cars like referring to humans and like just asking about how everyday things on earth work and they're so puzzled because she asks really good questions about like well how does that work or like they just sleep for eight hours and he's like yeah it's normal they sleep for eight hours a night no they're supposed to a lot of them are sleep deprived so they can go without sleep no they will die don't you think that sleeping that much is a waste of time considering their time is and limited like, well what do they do like, what happens when they sleep? Yeah, unless they're bad dreams. Excuse me? Nightmares. What would a bad dream be like? And then, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. So, <laughs> and you've probably seen her on her For You page. She's really popular, but so good. Really, another really good editor there. So, love that creator. And then lastly, I just had to put in, actually because I was I wanted to give y'all five and I just didn't know I couldn't think of like another like really standout one I mean there I know there's plenty but a four dollar Billy Eichner came up and I was like this is it I'm sold four dot a dot dollar and I you know Billy on the street I wonder if he actually has a, an official TikTok account that's like Billy on the street but whatever I'm I follow the four dollar one and it's always like ma'am four dollar name a woman or it's like sir are you gay and then the people will be like, yes, like automatically. Or people will be like, sir, name, name your favorite movie from Emma, Emma Stone. And then someone says like, Harry Potter. And it's like, oh, boo. Or it's like, name a, do you care about John Oliver? And John Oliver is standing right near, there next to Billy Eichner. And they're like, no, not really. It's just so funny. Like, oh my gosh. It's just so funny what people do when they're on the spot. Those are some of my favorite TikTok accounts. Check them out if any of them sound funny because I promise all of them aren't. Um, so if you made it this far into the episode, go you. I wish I had a prize to offer other than just my voice and my props, but I think you can clearly see my true love and hate toxic relationship with TikTok. And I'm really glad y'all let me share it with you. Don't forget to follow us on the podcast Instagram at Don't Quote Me Pod, where you can give us a heads up each week on what trends are turning the corner, what trends you see as up and coming, and you might see them on the docket or as a future episode topic in general. Also, make sure and let us know what you think about the podcast by giving it a little rating. Helps more people get in on the action. Also, if you want, you can find me on Instagram at Maria and Cage and on YouTube as Maria Cage. Thanks again for listening, y'all, about why TikTok is the toxic friend. I love you, TikTok, but 
you also give me headaches. Until next time, don't quote me on that. Bye, guys.